Hola, and welcome to Spanish Answers, a podcast that gives you unas llavitas claves as you unlock your Spanish language adventure. I'm your host, Sarah, with Language Answers, and today in episode 87, we're going to do something a little bit more lighthearted and cover 10 fun phrases from our last six cultural tip countries. Now, this episode is a continuation of sorts of episode 81, 10 fun Spanish sayings. And if you'd like even more fun phrases, check out episodes 27 and 62. Side note, because this is a cultural experience in and of itself, we won't have any cultural tips at the end of today's episode. So let's go ahead and get started. Just a few notes before we begin. This episode includes an affiliate link to Amazon, in essence, at no extra charge to you. I receive a small commission if you choose to purchase the product using my link. And you can see my disclosure policy link in the show notes. Now, I only recommend products this way that I have bought and or used myself and have found to be useful. One other note, guys, I made it. The episode is here. True. This isn't Wednesday, but at least we are now back on track with the publishing schedule. So here's to hoping that future episodes are not delayed. Let's go ahead and get started with our actual content. 10 fun phrases from six countries. Let's look at two phrases from each of these six Spanish speaking countries that, you know, the ones we've recently focused on in our cultural tips, Chile, Guatemala, Ecuador, Bolivia, Puerto Rico, and the Dominican Republic. So our first one is Chile. And the first phrase we have from them is salto lejos el mani, which literally translates to the peanut jumped far away. Salto lejos el mani. And its English equivalent is basically mind your own business. So when do you use this? When someone butts into your conversation and you want them to go away. So here's uh, some example sentences. Persona A, A, persona B. Pues luego dije, persona C. Creo que deberías pedir perdón. Persona A, salto lejos del mani. What's happening here is person A to person B says, so then I said, person C, I think you should say you're sorry. Person A, mind your own business. So persona A, A, persona B. Pues luego dije, persona C. Creo que deberías pedir perdón. Persona A, salto lejos al mani. The second phrase is cachai. Cachai. It's really just one word, but it literally translates to do you catch. So in Chilean Spanish or chileno, they often add the letter I, which in Spanish is E or pronounced E. So they add the letter I instead of S at the end of the tu conjugation for verbs. So instead of saying tu hablas, they would say tu Ablai. This phrase, cachai, comes from the verb cachar, which means to catch. So instead of asking cachas, you ask cachai. And the English equivalent of this would be capiche. You get my drift. Ya no? And you use it when you want to make sure someone understands what you're saying, or even just as a way to move the conversation forward. So, for example, solo quería un helado, cachai? I just wanted an ice cream. Ya no? Solo quería un helado. ¿Cachai? Or, no vuelvas a hacer eso, o realmente lo lamentarás. ¿Cachai? Don't do that again, or you'll really be sorry. ¿Capish? No vuelvas a hacer eso, o realmente lo lamentarás. ¿Cachai? 
Don't do that again or you'll really be sorry. Capiche? Our next country is Guatemala. And the first phrase is ser muy viernes, which translates literally to to be very Friday. Ser muy viernes. And the English equivalent is to be boring or to be such a drag. So you use this when an event is very boring. I know. I don't understand why Friday would be associated with boring. Friday is one of my favorite days of the week, second only to Saturday. But it is what it is. So an example would be, Pensé que esta fiesta sería divertida, pero es muy viernes. I thought this party would be fun, but it's so lame. Pensé que esta fiesta sería divertida, pero es muy viernes. I thought this party would be fun, but it's so lame. Or, it's such a drag. The next phrase is del tiempo de Tatalapo. From the time of Tatalapo. Del tiempo de Tatalapo. And the English equivalent would be like, that was ages ago. So you use this phrase when you're talking about something that happened a long time ago. So example, persona A. ¿Recuerdas cuando te comiste ese bicho? Persona B. No, amigo, eso fue de tiempo de tatalapo. Person A. Do you remember when you ate that bug? Person B. No, dude, that was ages ago. So, persona A. ¿Recuerdas cuando te comiste ese bicho? Persona B. No, amigo, eso fue de tiempo de tatalapo. Now, a side note, Tatalapo is the nickname given to the Guatemalan military official and revolutionary leader Serapio Cruz. One of his final acts was a failed coup, costing him his life. Lapo is the diminutive of his name Serapio, and Tata is how people would refer to someone who was highly regarded. If you'd like to see a short video, completely in Spanish, of Victor Mangandi explaining the origins of this phrase, I have included a link to the YouTube video in the show notes. Next, we have Ecuador. And our first phrase is llevar piñas a milagro. To bring pineapples to milagro. Llevar piñas a milagro. And the English equivalent would be it's to be redundant or to be pointless, a waste of time. And you use this phrase when you are bringing something to a place that already has what you are bringing. So, milagro is a city in Ecuador that has a lot of pineapples. So it would be ridiculous to bring pineapples to milagro. You get it? Examples. Persona A. Debería traer un libro para leer. Persona B. Vamos a la biblioteca. ¿Para qué llevas piñas a milagro? So person A. I should bring a book to read. Person B. We're going to the library. Why would you do that? Persona A. Debería traer un libro para leer. Persona B. Vamos a la biblioteca. ¿Para qué llevas piñas a milagro? The next phrase is chimborazo de arroz. It literally translates to chimborazo of rice. Chimborazo de arroz. And the English equivalent would be a mountain of something. So you use this when you want to exaggerate the amount of rice someone has eaten. Chimborazo, after all, is the highest mountain in the country. So example... Wow! No puedo creer que te hayas comido todo eso. Te comiste un chimborazo de arroz. Wow, I can't believe you have eaten all of that. You ate a mountain of rice. Wow! No puedo creer que te hayas comido todo eso. Comiste un chimborazo de arroz. 
Next, we have Bolivia. So the first phrase is Me has llegado hasta la copete. You have brought me to the pompadour, which is a type of hairstyle where your hair, is, you know, the hair along your forehead goes up and back, forming a good-sized bump. Um, you'll have to Google it. But the English equivalent is basically, you've worn me out. So you use this when you're sick of someone or when you're just exhausted because of someone else. Por favor, deja de hablar. Has estado hablando sin parar durante tres horas y me has llegado hasta la copete. Please stop talking. You've been talking nonstop for three hours and I am plum tuckered out. Por favor, deja de hablar. Has estado hablando sin parar durante tres horas y me has llegado hasta la copete. Next is the phrase estoy yesca, which literally translates to I am tinder, as in dry grass. Estoy yesca. And what does it mean? Well, the English equivalent is I'm broke. So use this when you don't have any money with you. For example, no puedo comprar bocadillos en este momento. Estoy yesca. I can't buy any sandwiches right now. I'm broke. No puedo comprar bocadillos en este momento. Estoy yesca. I can't buy any sandwiches right now. I'm broke. And just a side note here. Please be careful when using this word in Mexico because yesca means drugs or more precisely pot instead. So just be careful. Next, our fifth country is Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. The first phrase is barajarla más despacio. Literally, it means to shuffle it or to mull something over more slowly. Barajarla más despacio. And the English equivalent would be kind of like a come again or explain it to me again. And you use this when you want someone to explain something to you, but with more details. So an example would be persona A. Y así es como pueden volar los aviones. Persona B. Puedes barajarla más despacio. So person A. And that's how airplanes can fly. Person B. Come again. Persona A. Y así es como pueden volar los aviones. Persona B. ¿Puedes, puedes barajarla más despacio? And I got this phrase from the Kindle book, Speaking Boricua, A Practical Guide to Puerto Rican Spanish by Jared Romy. Now, I originally bought this book to help me better connect with my Puerto Rican in-laws, and I do recommend it. So this is my... The link is in the show notes, and this is an Amazon affiliated link. Now, our second phrase is, se lució el chayote, which is <laughs> such a weird phrase. Se lució el chayote. And it literally means the squash outdid himself or the squash showed off. And the English equivalent is what a jerk or what a show off. So you use this phrase when someone is behaving badly, a.k.a. is being a jerk, or they are showing off. Lucirse means to outdo oneself or to make a fool of yourself. So an example of this would be, Ese tipo acaba de maldecir frente a mi hijo. Se lució el chayote. That guy just cursed in front of my kid. What a jerk. Ese tipo acaba de maldecir frente a mi hijo. Se lució el chayote. That guy just cursed in front of my kid. What a jerk. And lastly, we have the Dominican Republic. And the first phrase from there is a falta de pan, cassave. Or literally, for lack of bread, cassava. 
a falta de pan, casabe. And the English equivalent here would be to make the best of it, to make do with what you have. So you use this when you would rather have something else, but instead must use what you already have or what you do have. So an example would be, oh no, esta receta requiere jarabe de arce, pero solo tengo azúcar morena. Bueno, a falta de pan, casabe. Oh no, this recipe calls for maple syrup, but I only have brown sugar. Oh well, make do with what you have. Oh no, esta receta requiere jarabe de arce, pero solo tengo azúcar morena. Bueno, a falta de pan, casabe. Now, I like this phrase as there are similar phrases in other Spanish-speaking countries such as a falta de pan, tortillas. It's interesting, to me at least, that in the Dominican Republic, they went with cassave. I think it says something about the cultural food they have. At least a little, right? The next one and our last phrase for this episode is con paciencia y calma se sube un burro a una palma. And literally, this translates to, with patience and calm, a donkey climbs a palm. It's kind of cool that it actually rhymes in English and in Spanish. Like, that doesn't happen often, but it's pretty cool. Con paciencia y calma se sube un burro a una palma. With patience and calm, a donkey climbs a palm. So the English equivalent here would be patience is a virtue. So you use this when you want to teach someone, i.e. your children, about having patience in accomplishing things. I want to start using this with my toddler. Example, uh, niño pequeño, ¿cuándo estará lista la cena? Tengo hambre. Mamá, con paciencia y calma, se sube un burro a una palma. So a toddler might say, when is dinner going to be ready? I'm hungry. And mom would say, patience is a virtue. Niño pequeño, ¿cuándo estará lista la cena? Tengo hambre. Mamá, Con paciencia y calma, se sube un burro a una palma. And that's it for this episode. Do you have any favorite phrases? If so, please share them. I would love to hear them. I really hope you enjoyed learning these fun phrases. Now go out there and practice them. So I will see you in two weeks. And that's all for today. So thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to check out the show notes for links to the resources used for this episode. If you would prefer to read an approximate transcription of today's episode, you can also visit the episode's blog. I would love to help you on your Spanish journey. So if you have any questions about today's episode or even just on Spanish culture or grammar, you can reach me at contact at languageanswers.com or visit my website for more information. I can also be contacted regarding my services for Spanish to English translation, English technical writing, editing, and content creation, or even language consultations and tutoring for you or your business. Remember, learning a language is a lifelong journey. So please, aprovechalo, disfrútalo, y compártelo. I'll see you in two weeks. Hasta luego!